Welcome to the In Doubt Podcast, where we explore the challenging topics that young adults often face. Each week, we talk with guests who help answer questions of faith, life, and culture, connecting them to our daily experiences and God's Word. For more info on In Doubt, visit indoubt.ca or indoubt.com. Hey everyone, so happy to join you for this episode of In Doubt. My name is Courtney and I'm the In Doubt Coordinator, so everything behind the scenes is where I'm at. On today's episode, John Weeb joins our host, Ryan, and they discuss the negative effects of too much social media. Our culture has helped us to think that our image is everything, so much so that we'll go the extra mile to make our lives look better online. Being an influencer, John talks about some of the dark sides of social media and how he's experienced, even in his own life, some of the mental health effects of being so tuned in and plugged in to social media. And so John brings a great perspective on what it means for us to use social media and how we can learn to make healthier choices when it comes to our own social media presence. So take a listen and let us know what you think. Back with us in the studio is uh, John Weeb, who is a social media influencer, Starbucks barista. He's a pastor. He's a wedding officiant. He's a father and husband. John, it's great to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me back, Ryan. Yeah, it's great to have you back. And we uh, we had a conversation at last about like kind of some of your story and social media and some of the things that we were even touching on with that social media piece is recognizing the good and you know, the beneficial of social media, uh, community influence. Um, there's lots of positive there. Um, and we kind of touched on a little bit about some of the, the potential traps and the potential um, downfalls. Yeah, um, social media is has a lot of positive, and it, we, I touched a little bit on that, in, as you said, in the last episode. And, um, yeah, really building community. And even, even outside of the influencer world, if you think about the church world, I, I, I run social media for our church. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an opportunity to build community and, and to engage with people who are attenders and, and a way for people to check us out. Um, but but social media as a whole has some of this has a dark side, and I, I think it's it's with a lot of things in life. Like there is positive, but to an extreme, it's a dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, some of what I've dealt with, I mean, I have a, a history um, with mental health um, in my in my own journey, which I'll share about. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I can easily let social media amplify. And, and really aggravate my uh, mental health, my my depression, my and my anxiety. Um, as we talk about keeping up with the Joneses and being right. uh, discontent with where I'm at, uh, looking at the in the mirror and looking at others online, being like, I'm I'm not as attractive as them. I'm not. I don't live a life as exciting as them. My house doesn't look as as good as them. Um, so it's kind of spun me. It, it has the potential of spinning me into a, mm-hmm. a downward spiral and. I think you have to take a step back, and, and I've had to multiple times throughout my journey, um, not only my life, but my not only my Instagram journey, but my my whole life on social media, take multiple steps back and to look at again what what is this process, um, what is this platform, um, what what is what is the purpose of me being on social media, um, and and it comes back to that social media isn't bad; it's how you manage it or how you allow it to manage you. Um, and so this actually this last year, I took I went dark for seven days um, on my platform and I had actually posted about it 
saying, hey, I just need to reset. And uh, it was getting to the point. And I've had to learn my my triggers. I've had to learn when I start getting anxious and start getting stressed out or when I start, um, even as I said, when I start becoming discontent with my life and wanting stuff, I'm like, okay, I think I'm getting to an unhealthy level. I need to scale back. it's not, it's not bad. It's not necessarily a bad addiction when you talk about if you're like alcoholic or addicted to drugs or whatever. There are some pretty negative and harmful um, addictions. And so I don't think social media is something that you need to necessarily quit. I mean, maybe it gets to the point where this is just so unhealthy you can't get on it anymore. Um, but for me, it's been taking like actual physical times off where I've deleted Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of my social media off my phone and uh, closed the tabs on my computer and went dark for seven days. This, that's the most recent. Um, and as an, as an influencer who posts every day and who comments and has, peop- like has a community that I've built around um, the brand of, of what I've put forward, it's, it's hard and it's a big risk and it's a, it's a thing where, where it's like a conscious decision to say, I need to step, up, step back for my own, my own health. Uh, one of the things that I've, um, what, what, that I've dealt with and I think social media can amplify is, is mental health issues and feelings of depression and, and isolation and, and anxiety. And uh, we talk about FOMO, yeah. uh, fear of missing out, and that all spirals into this, can spiral me personally into, into a really dark place of feeling depressed and feeling inadequate. Um, so one of the, the things that have really helped me is I, I see a counselor um, uh, started on a weekly basis, uh, and now I've graduated to once a month. Um, but he's really helped me s- stick and, and, and stick to a positive perspective on my life, on, on who God's created me to be. Um, and so then as I go on the platform, obviously there's moments where it's like I see somebody else getting a campaign or going into getting into an getting invited to something or having an experience and it's like how come like how come I wasn't good enough to get that um maybe I didn't have enough followers or enough likes or didn't look a certain way and so it's easy for me to to be heading down that rabbit hole sometimes um but it's that that's when I need to take a step back and be like you know what I'm everyone the world's going to be okay if I don't post today um, the world's going to be okay if I don't respond to that comment. Mm-hmm. Um, the world's going to be okay if I actually, like Instagram is still going to be around if I take a week off. Um, but yeah, th- most recently at the beginning of the year on January 1, I, I had announced to my followers that I was going to go uh, dark for a week, um, posted a, a black image and said that I was going to be being offline and, and trying to value my community as well of mm-hmm. saying, hey, if you don't hear from me, this is why. It was interesting in the first couple of days how often I grabbed my phone mm. to try to just like, you know, you're standing in line at the bank uh, for those that still bank in person yep. uh, or at the line at the grocery store or you just have a, a spare moment. And the first thing you do or the first thing I did was always grab my phone and go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's interesting to get some data. If you have a, the newest operating software with Apple, you can turn on screen time. And uh, you can see, uh, even I just noticed that you can actually see how many times you grab your phone mm-hmm. in a day. You can see what apps you open 
when you first open your phone, which apps you open first. And so it's interesting to see, like, yeah, I grab my phone a lot. And my first thing that I grab, like, overwhelming majority is Instagram. Mm -hmm. I grab my phone, I open Instagram. So it's like, yeah, taking a week off, I I could identify some negative patterns for me and some negative thought patterns. I mean, I, I, I could use that. I, I tried to use that time that I was spending on social media. I don't want to say wasting on social media, but spending on social media, which for me equates to a couple hours a day, um, depending on the day, to doing more beneficial things, whether it's going for a walk, uh, whether it's reading scripture, whether it's spending time uh, in prayer, whether it's spending time with my wife and family, not being distracted um, in those moments, um, and allowed me to detach a little bit from the rat race that we see on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think one of those things that it makes me think of and you kind of prefaced and alluded to it is that it's it's not that social media um, is the source of anxiety or the source of mental health or, or depression or whatever um, for whoever if they if, if it flares up because they're on social media that's something different right it's is recognizing I think this is part of the conversation of mental health and mental illness and and all that stuff is that we fundamentally believe as followers of Jesus that every human being is flawed. Mm. And it's almost like there's this stigma around mental health as like, oh, I have mental health and you don't. Like I'm broken and you're not. And that being able to like um, take this idea of human behavior and human nature and break it apart and put it into two categories of one has mental health, one doesn't. Um, is, I believe, actually quite dangerous, mm. right? There's almost like this two-tier mentality. It's like, oh, the mentally ill or those who struggle with mental health and those who don't. It's a matter of there's an element of we're all broken in it and just certain things expose it differently for different people. Different environments pressure us and, and what comes out when you're squeezed, right? That's the question. And so even as you share about some of your story and some of your own you know, anxiety or, or depression, I think it's, it's really cool to hear you say and share about how you've able, been able to identify and recognize some of the triggers. And it's almost kind of like a cool thing where God might use that opportunity or God might use that anxiety for his good. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the idea that like God uses, you know, unfortunate or frustrating circumstances yeah. for, for his good. And sometimes and it's like, how does he even do that? I don't even know. Yeah. And so I'm curious, you know, when we talk talk about social media, we talk about the influences, we talk about mental health, you know, what are some of the practices that you do um, in your life that keep you healthy on a healthy rhythm? Yeah, to just go back in, in my life, when I was in high school, uh, dealt with, I mean, as you say, like a lot of us or most of us deal with some level of mental health, whether it's depression, anxiety, um, and how the environment and, and different situations will play into that and amplify that. I mean, we've all been disappointed when we're left out and um, to, to some mild degree that um, affects our mind and affects mm -hmm. the way we think about our, ourselves. And we've all compared ourselves to people. And and so in some level, we've all kind of dealt with this. And uh, more recently uh, in 2017, I was like formally diagnosed. I'd started to see a counselor mm -hmm. Uh, I was diagnosed with high-functioning depression and, and anxiety. And for me, depression 
depression always looked like the person sitting in a dark room not being able to get out of bed. And I think that's the stereotype that we mm-hmm. wrestle with, that um, that's what it means to be depressed. And, and for some people, that is their journey. Like, it's too much to face the world. And to and I have friends who it's too much some days for them to to go out in public and, and just the anxiety and mm-hmm. that, that just cripples them. Uh, but there's other people who, who are high-functioning. Like, I was at Starbucks. I was going to work. I was preaching and at church. And, mm-hmm. and for a lot of people, you wouldn't have known, uh, unless you talk to my wife and my family, who mm-hmm. saw that other side. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I went through a really stressful time um, where we had a period, in a period of, of um, six months, we had eight people in, our, in my life die or pass away. Um, oldest person being 67, and so youngest person being um, 13. So quite a range of emotions uh, uh, and feelings of loss. And so out of that um, kind of spun me into a dark place mentally that I didn't want feel like I'd end up. And I think it had just it exposed a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of things for me. And so at, at the prompting of some friends and and some other people in my life, went to go see a counselor. Um, which is a lot of stigma when you talk about mental health and going to see a counselor and uh, admitting that, hey, I can't just go for coffee with a friend or I can't just like pray this, pray myself better, um, that I actually need to go see a professional and pay someone Mm -hmm. to help me fix my way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, But within the first session, I, I knew that this was the right place for me. Um, and so being able to to talk through this with someone um, and process, and that's been a lot as these as as I get triggered or as I feel triggered, um, I have someone that I go to. I mean, now I'm, I've graduated from once a week to every mm-hmm. other week mm-hmm. to now once a month. I've got someone once a month that I can talk through. Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what the last month's been for me. Um, here's how I've been, it's more positive. Here's how this is where I'm still struggling. Um, and it's been interesting as a marker kind of as where I've been and I'm in a much more positive place now than I was a year and a half ago. So one of the things that I really wanted to do was be open with my journey. I believe that God gave me, um, this platform, this opportunity to influence people, uh, and especially young adult males, as that's mm-hmm. the primary uh, bulk of my followers, um, with saying, hey, look, I struggle with mental health and I'm on antidepressants and I see a counselor once a month and this is what I need to stay sane. And uh, some days I need to take a break and sometimes I'm going to go dark for a week because mm-hmm. I need to reset. And so trying to influence for positive by showing the non-highlight real part of my life where it would be easy for me to just be my outgoing extroverted self on my Instagram stories and post the perfect flat lay and and perfect picture from my photographer and and show this is my life and nothing's ever Mm -hmm. awful but to say you know what I want to use this platform I want to use the best parts of social media um, this community that that I've built, that that God has built around me, to say, hey, I want to use this to share my story. That that in some way can I help? Uh, and I know for us, for for guys, at least for me, I don't want to stereotype everyone in right. in our gender. Right. Um, but it's hard to open up sometimes, and it's hard to be vulnerable. 
Um, traditional masculinity says that we need to be tough and you don't cry and, um, and we need to be and act a certain way. And so if I can show if this is what an authentic life looks like, um, then I want to try to do that. The stigma around, yeah, mental health and masculinity, I think, well, I like how you said that, traditional masculinity. Um, because I think there's actually something that's really profound in how we view masculinity. And, you know, to walk through as a man with anxiety and depression is, it's actually okay. And that kind of going back to the comment I made earlier, where it's like, well, who are we to think that we're not broken? Yeah. Like, if you actually don't believe that you're broken, there's no way that you can invite God to fix mm. that. If you think that your life is good and you're healed and whole fully, then why would you ever want to grow? And why would you ever want to you know, develop? And so as followers of Jesus, we believe that we're be given, we've been given a righteousness not of our own. So when we invite Christ into our lives, we're like, we're, we're healed. We're actually justified. We're made good with God. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we are actually good. We're still a work in progress. We're still doing this, you know, the theological word is sanctification. Mm -hmm. We're still being made new day by day. We're still experiencing God's mercies day by day. And to be able to recognize like, hey, I'm not where I want to be in my life or in my mental health or in my character or in, you know, just how I, I am with God and my relationship with God. Owning that and acknowledging that is an invitation for us to grow in that. Mm. And I think that is the healthy starting point for for not men, just not just men, but women also, all people to say, hey, I'm not perfect. And I know there's room for me to grow. And and it's such a cool picture, even as you said, it's like, you know, this is an opportunity for I can share with other people. Because um, true strength is not being ignorant of problems and just overcoming nothing. True strength is looking at evil in the face and saying, okay, I, God, help me get through this. Looking at challenge or an obstacle and saying, okay, I don't know how I'm going to solve this, but God, can you help me with this? Mm. God, can you walk with me through this? And and courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is in the midst of fear, standing up and saying, okay, God, help me through this because I don't have the courage in me, but I know I need to go and face this yeah. This thing that's in, in my closet or this thing that's, you know, haunting me or this thing that's holding me captive. And I think that's the beauty of what what our God does is he walks with us. And, you know, even as I'm hearing you share your story, I think it's a beautiful picture of you saying, yeah, I need to learn how to manage this and work with this and understand this. But I know that God's with me yeah. and I know that he's walking with me. And that kind of strength, the strength that comes from him means that we can face the stigma or the perspective of others and say, no, this is a good thing for me. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and a verse that's really been, for me, I've, I saved it on my phone in a note that I can keep going back mm. to uh, over and over and over again. Um, and it says, it's Isaiah 41, verse 10, where it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm. And so it, it's that idea of, uh, fear not, like I'm with you, and and um, I think that's the beauty of the of the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and for me to share my journey and to share my own struggles, that's that's me sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, that's me saying, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. Um, I don't have it all together. I struggle. I'm flawed mm -hmm. because we we all are. Um, and, and actually God meets me where I'm at. And that's the beauty of the gospel that, that God says, hey, fear not, 
for I am with you. And actually, I'm so with you that, that I sent my son to, to actually walk in your footsteps um, that I might give you hope um, and a new life. Um, and, and even the hope for a hope for a time when we don't have to worry about mental health issues, like we don't have to worry about any illness, um, that God gave us that pathway. And so for me, being a pastor, being an influencer, working in the marketplace at Starbucks and, and being an officiant, like that, that's for me, this is an opportunity for me to share the gospel and, and not just the, the capital G yeah. gospel <laughs> uh, of what Jesus did, but, but the personal gospel for me of what God is doing currently in my life. Uh, and being able to share, hey, this is this is the way that I'm struggling. This is where God's meeting me, and that's the beauty uh, of who God is. That's the beauty of of Jesus and what He came to meet us in our crap. Yeah, it's true. I think so often the church is so scared to talk about mm-hmm. our flaws and our our struggles, and especially like you talk about the stigma about mental health. But as I look around, like social media, like the world. Is starting to talk more and more. Like you have like Bell Let's Let's Talk Day that was just in, in January, and and for me it was like okay, well if 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 industry if businesses can talk about this, how come we inside the church can't, or how come I can't gain the courage to talk about it? Um, and so that's really given me like okay, like as as church as Christians. We should be on the forefront of sharing our crap. Um, we should be the first ones to say, you know what? I'm not perfect. Here's totally. the ways that I'm flawed. Um, and here's the way that, that Jesus is going to meet me. I mean, we need to be the ones that say, I'm not strong, uh, but God is strong in my weakness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that's actually the way that God is going to get more glory mm-hmm. um, is, is through shining through our weakness. Yeah. I think this is a message that the church today needs to hear honestly and in the last probably like number of weeks my my conviction has refined to a point where i'm like you know so often in church culture it's like oh just like say the good things just say the good things that god loves you god loves you. and he does like that's a fundamental truth but i think sometimes we can neglect to share some of the whole picture which is we're broken we're in need of saving and when i can stand up and say man I am in need of a savior. I'm in need of a God. That alone elevates God in my life. That's a testimony of who he is in my life. And that makes my life not about me, but it makes it about him. And so, you know, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, character challenges or addictions or mental health or X, Y, and Z, whatever it is that's going on in our lives, if we can submit it to God and say, God, I know I'm not perfect. Would you help me in the midst of my weakness and in my brokenness? I genuinely believe he, he would be happy to use that. He's happy to say, yeah, you're broken and you're ready for me to like, let me lead you. Let me show you. Let me make my name great through your life. Like, I think that's part of God's heart. But when we as a people say, oh, yeah, God's, God's a nice addition to my life. Mm. And he's like, excuse me? You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you sound like, you know, the nation of Israel as they rebelled. Like, no, come back to me. Let me be your source. Let me be everything. And that's a cool testimony to non-believers that is a different perspective than what the world has about what it means to be human to say totally backwards yeah totally backwards we're broken and we're in need of saving and god is the one who can do it god's the only one that can forgive the offense that i've offended him with yeah i i'm encouraged because john i i get the sense from you in person but also on social media that 
that's the hope that you're wanting to lead people to, is leading them to Christ through your story of social media, how you're a wedding officiant, how you you are in in Starbucks. Like I think that is a cool cool thing. So thanks for being a light. Thanks for being a city on a hill. Thanks for sharing your life and sharing your story with us. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. It was it's been great to have these these conversations with you and. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to say, if, if any of your listeners are are dealing with issues of depression, anxiety, uh, and mental health, I just really want to encourage. I would be remiss not to say totally. to, to to go ask for help. Um, mm-hmm. And whether that's a pastor, a close friend, a spouse, significant other, uh, you can even reach out to me on social media mm-hmm. if you want to chat. Um, but go ask, talk to someone, go mm-hmm. see a counselor, uh, get help. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people have stigma around it, but get get help. There is help out there. Yeah, um, I'm a testament to saying that there is there is light on the other side of the tunnel. Yeah, that's cool. Great, John. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, Honestly, thanks, Ryan. It's been great. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Indo, where John Weeb talked about his personal story of mental illness and the attachments we all have to social media. Everything is good in moderation, and John took the time in his own life to understand the barriers he needs between social media and his everyday life. Social media can be a contributing factor to mental illness. I mean, we've just had the test on Instagram in Canada where how many likes you have is now hidden. Learning to take the right steps to helping yourself is so important, and we recognize that here at Indoubt. So you can follow John on Instagram at The Road to Dapper and find out more about his day-to-day and style inspirations. For the next few weeks, we're going to be making mental illness and mental health a focus. In the past, In Doubt has had Brad Hambrick, who joined us to talk about what mental illness is, and here's what he said. And I think one of the difficulties is, is that the term is used to describe so many different things. And even when we narrow it down to a particular life struggle, uh, say depression or anxiety, uh, even there the word can have such a breadth of meaning. Uh, that these are the kinds of words that, that I often say they're words like dog. Uh, and the word dog can mean everything from poodle, which is a cat that barks, uh, to Great Dane, which is a horse that people invite to live in their house. And they're all dog, uh, but they're very, very different. The temperament, the personality, degree of aggressiveness, all of those things are going to be there. So when we start to ask the question, uh, what is mental illness? I think it might be more accurate to say what kinds of struggles uh, fall under the category uh, of mental illness. So just like Brad Hambrick, we recognize that mental illness can take all forms, and we want to give time to really dive into this discussion more. To do that, we're bringing in Julie Kraft, who's actually a mental health advocate, and she has been clinically diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Julie shares her personal struggle through mental illness and really touches on the reality of mental health. This is just a clip from one of our upcoming episodes with Julie. But I'll admit, I didn't turn to God. Uh, I turned to the world and I relied on my own strength. And quite honestly, even in the past few weeks, I feel like God is just showing up. And my goodness, the Bible is jam-packed with promises and practical advice and verses to carry us through. And, you know, God promises, I'm either going to calm you through the storm or I'm going to calm the storm, but I'm there no matter what. That was our clip with Julie, and I'm really looking forward to these episodes and what we can learn from her. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of In Doubt with Ryan and John. 
If you have anything that you'd like to add, or if you wanted to reach out to us, you can send us an email at info at or you can follow us on social media. Check back in next week for the next episode where we talk with Julie Kraft. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to hear more, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify or visit us online at indoubt.ca or indoubt.com. We're also on social media, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.